Welcome to the Christian Foundry Podcast, where iron sharpens iron for the glory of God, the exaltation of Christ, and the edification of the saints. That's how you do it right there. That's how you do it. Is that how you do it? That's great. That's right. how you do it. Well, we want to win. <laughs> <laughs> Two, one. Welcome, everybody, to the Christian Foundry Podcast, a uh, podcast where we just uh, discuss truths about God, and uh, as iron sharpens iron. Uh, we hope to sharpen each other and, and hopefully sharpen you as well, the, the listener. Uh, this morning, well, I guess this any time that it'll you're watching this. this, this Whatever time you're watching this. <laughs> or listening, uh, as we are now on Apple. We've got our first guest, and we're excited to have him. Chandler Treadway's Yay! here with us. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Chandler, tell us a little bit about who you are. All right. Um, in a well, short brief yeah i'll start in the beginning short <laughs> genesis one start with genesis yeah so uh my name is eric chandler treadway i go by my middle name chandler i um born and raised in jonesboro lived in little rock for nine years came back and um i like to talk in his voice i'm sorry i'll, I'll talk right this is the episode this... you cannot be drinking your coffee while <laughs> this is the episode you've been waiting for i am for. extremely goofy and i apologize i get that from my mom and dad you're um, gonna fit in well yeah um and i have been a member of this church for 20 something years um, what church is that? I think uh, you, you're probably pushing 30-something years at this church, aren't you? I mean, Pretty no, close. I think 20. You're getting close. I've been here like 20. Your mom was a charter member of this yeah. church. Yeah, yes. Chandler's mother was a char- charter member here. So I was born and raised in church all my life. Um, and, uh, yes, my mom was absolutely in love with God. And uh, you could tell. And my grandmother was. And, and just my whole family was great. Uh, we Again, born and raised. Um, we moved to Little Rock in early 80, 81. By the way, I am the oldest one here now. So nice. You can call me Grandpa. Grandpa. It's Peepaw 2.0. Grandpa. Grandpa. It's Peepaw and Grandpa. Great, great Peepaw. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so, um, you know, I've always known about God and heard about God. And so uh, I've been very overly blessed what I deserve. Um, but... Yeah, so lived there for nine years. That's, that is uh, where God had saved me at the age of 11. I was going to a really cool church, um, and a little that I can remember because that was a long time ago. Um, and uh, I, I have a confession. I did raise the hand and walk the aisle. Now... Well, um, it was nice having you on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the shortest episode we're ever going to have. Yes. No, um, no, no, there's nothing nothing to be ashamed of there. I've, yeah. I've walked an aisle, too. Yep. I just did it right after I got yep. saved. Well, it was the aisle that did it. I and can I think definitely that. think back and remember um, as the gospel was being preached, um, you know, I've always heard about God my whole life. But at that moment, even at a young age, um, man, I, I faced a lot of... Uh, things that were new to me um, at, at a, an eleven-year-old uh, who lived across the street from a family who were not uh, did not believe in God and and liked to keep uh, certain material that was inappropriate for eleven-year-olds uh, around. And so, but that being said, can um, I interject yes. here and say that's probably inappropriate for any year old? Yeah, that, any that's year old. Right. Yeah, any yeah. Age. yeah, very true. We can drop the eleven-year-old part, but it's really inappropriate <laughs> really, for yeah. an eleven-year-old. Period. Yeah. 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 Period. You're right. Well, uh, again, going to church and, and uh, man, just having that, that, that one right youth leader that was serious about God. And, uh, you know, we, we dove into the Bible and, and 
and again, growing up knowing that God existed, knowing, you know, hearing the name of Jesus, uh, I can definitely look back and go at the age of 11, for sure, I was convicted of my sins. So it wasn't a, I'm scared to go to hell. Um, I don't want to burn in this fiery place. And therefore I want to hang out in paradise and listen and do what I want. It was actually, I realized I, I, I am a sinner and I need salvation. Um, but as an 11-year-old, it wasn't like I was totally broken over it. Because, again, being immature and not understanding a lot of those things. Um, but I definitely knew without a shadow that, man, Jesus is real. And I am a terrible person. And I need his salvation. So in that, I just followed the directions that were given to me to go down the aisle. And I firmly believe, 100%, walking an aisle and saying a prayer does not save you. I want to... Repeat that. I do not believe in that. I was blessed, and and, uh, I want to say lucky, but I wasn't. I was totally blessed. At that time, God knew, um, I'm going to save you, but you're you're going to still have to kind of follow this, you know. Um, And so fast forward um, a little bit with with that, uh, me being a new Christian, um, the the temptations, the resistance, to living a holy life became extremely strong. And again, being so young and being uh, introduced to a lot of new things in the world and getting to see the world as it really is. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, you know, kind of fell into, uh, my own rebellion again. And just the, 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 the desires of my flesh, um, would take over a lot. And the, the seriousness of getting into his word and digging into his word kind of became not even secondary. It was just kind of like, well, I'm safe now, so I'm good. You know, I believe in Jesus. He loves me because the Bible tells me so. And so, cool, uh, I'm good, you know. Um, and, and there was always that, that part of me that when I did trip up and, and did stupid stuff, absolutely, God was like thumping me in the back of the head. Um, but again, uh, I was so mature in my faith, so mature, just, you know, going to church. And, and then I got a point in time where I was old enough to live on my own and I did get out on my own and I got around certain influences and was like, you know, yeah, going to come to do my thing. I'll, I'll do church later. And a lot of that guys, I want you to understand is the church that I went to, um, in the same time I was rebelling, rebelling, um, listening to certain styles of music, uh, my mother prayed and I had absolutely a praying mother. Um, and in that, because she saw the style and the, and the direction I was going and the music that I love, I'm a huge, uh, music lover. And I think, I think you and I can definitely relate. And a lot of you guys probably can relate, um, that love music and I love different styles of music. Unfortunately, a lot of those bands do not, believe in God and their message was awful but the the music though that was what drove me and but so in my mind I was thinking I'm not listening to the message I'm enjoying the music of course it was Metallica it was well some things other 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 names that were horrible um that did not uh help me in my 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 walk in my faith um caused me to stumble quite a bit well my mother instead of beating me with with a rod of iron as she should have uh, she prayed, she prayed and she prayed and she prayed. Um, and, uh, with that, um, God was always convicting me of my sin, but he, for some reason was allowing me to experience these things 
And so I remember um, many, 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 many years ago, uh, my mother and father were going to First Baptist, um, and they had started, they wanted to start this, this church. And so they started this as a chapel, uh, South Caraway Baptist Chapel, and they were going to uh, Fox Meadow to um, start this church. And mom called me up, you know, hey, you should come. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, yeah, you know, we'll see. Um, and uh, I, I was dating someone at the time that was not healthy, and God was like, threw on a switch. It was like, click, oh, yeah, yes, sir. Uh huh. Yes, sir. Got it. And I mean, it was day and night. Uh, I, I definitely felt uh, God, the Spirit, pushing me to come back and to get into the church. And so I did. And that was twenty something years ago. Um, and uh, you know, I'm a sinner. Um, I am not perfect, uh, as a lot of you guys kind of put me up to. You know, you put me on that that pedestal, and I wish you wouldn't um, <laughs> all the time. But uh, who does that? <laughs> Well, Who have you been talking to? I'm not going to point probably, to anybody. But yeah, I mean, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, um, yeah, and I mean, we, we, if we had all day, I could keep going. But uh, we're, we're, I'm not. I'm going to kind of fast forward to um, several years ago. I was asked to um, lead, uh, be a youth pastor, I guess, or, you know, uh, uh, lead the youth, so I did for about three years. And Hang on, let me yeah, let me stop you there for one second. Ahead. I think you were asked to fill in originally, weren't you? Like, hey, uh, can you do this for a little while while we find someone? Well, no, this is before <laughs> that. Oh, before yeah, that, this is okay. before that. Uh, so the minute I stepped back into church, and I thought, well, I, I need to do something. You know, I need to be a part of something. I need to help. You know, somewhere. Uh, I broke up, actually broke up with my girlfriend at that time. Like the day that I stepped into church, I called her up and said, hey, it's not going to work. Sorry. And um, Over the uh, phone. K over th- the phone. K, K thanks bye. Yeah, K thanks bye. <laughs> and not through text message because that didn't exist that at the time. No, it did not. Yeah, it did not. Thing, yeah. Yes, yes. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, believe it, I have been around before the internet. So. He had to flip that phone open. <laughs> he's he's right. very oh, much dating It was himself. a rotary dial. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that. This is maybe before flip phones. <laughs> oh, said, man. No, that, that <laughs> no, it wasn't that long ago. No, that what kind had, of phone did you use? That man had to send a telegram. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall <laughs> Dillon. With the Marshall Dillon. Dillon dropped Marshall it off. <laughs> dropped it off. The breakup is coming. Off. The breakup is coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Oh, <laughs> so true. Um, Express. No, we, we don't get off track here. No, yeah, no. Rabbit hole, squirrel, squirrel. Uh, no, you know, and so I became part of the church, helping out with the youth, and um, uh, you know, thought I was pleasing God, and thought I was doing the right thing, and because hey, hey, I walked in this building. I, God, I'm giving you my time, mm. and God, I'm here. So uh, we're good, right? And um, and then I started leaning on. The pastor at the time, I was leaning on his faith. And let me explain what that means. Um, I would come in and I said yes to God in my mind. I said yes to you. So you're happy now. You're satisfied. So, and, and I'm also really good friends with the pastor here. And he really likes me. And uh, this is way, 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 way before Brother Stephen. And, um, you know, and I was like, yeah, this pastor, he loves God, man, you know it. And so I love him, and I love God, and, and I know him, so we're all good, right? And and that's what I mean by kind of Faith leaning by association. on his, Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah I, would, I was always guilty by association. I never got anything good by my associations. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
that was that was definitely <laughs> something that I would come to realize because I would keep just oh you're so great you're so awesome and he finally one day corrected me and said it, it's not me it's God and I was like oh yeah oh yeah that's right yeah yeah okay yeah that's right um and uh, so then play I play drums. Uh, love music, like I said, and I've been in percussion in eighth grade. And uh, when I started coming here, uh, there were a, uh, there was a gentleman named Aaron that was uh, leading worship. Yeah, I know that guy. And yeah, yeah, you kind of know this guy. He's yeah, your brother-in-law, brother-in-law, something like that. Um, and uh, then he brought in a friend named Jason that, that picked up the bass, and and so we became a band and led worship here, and also helping out with the youth. And um, then the youth director stepped down, and I thought, hey, I can do this. I could teach youth. Yeah, I got this. And I'm going to teach them all about not doing drugs and doing the right thing and the morals and good morals and love morals and morals, 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 a little bit of Jesus, but morals, you know, because Jesus loves all everybody, right? And, and that, you know, just, just love Jesus and do good. Be good. Say no to drugs. <laughs> you know, that was the message. And promise rings. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Hugs, <laughs> not drugs. That's right. And accept, <laughs> accept people where they are in their sin. Just, you know, hey, you know, God will figure you out. He'll fix you. I'm just here to, to you know, be your buddy and bring you in and accept you and just let you know you're loved and just, oh, man, this is, you know, so wonderful. And I was so off. <laughs> was so off base. Um, I remember it became emotional at the very last part of that uh, before I had to step down. Um, and uh, it started with one youth wanting to give their testimony. I was like, oh, oh that's a good idea. Okay. And they did. And of course, it was tears and bringing all the emotions. Well, that led to several of them just bawling boo-hoo. And I thought, yeah, now we're doing it right, right? <laughs> you got emotions stirred. We got tears. We're doing it right. And Jesus is back there going, man, you haven't said a word about what I have done for you. You haven't said anything about me. And it was like, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, and then I got laid off and I, again, we'll get to where, where I've landed now. We'll get to that. But, uh, things happened, work, you know, happened. I got laid off and said, well, I got to go now be a grown up and figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life. So I went to school, became an occupational therapy assistant, uh, love working with kids. Um, it's a passion of mine. I love it. I love my job every day. Um, and then let's fast forward to, uh, brother Don, uh, needing, feeling the move to step down as pastor and, uh, he moved on. So we had a committee to look for a new pastor and I, before all this, let me, let me back up a little. I, I was starving. I was spiritually starving and I'm not at all putting that on Don. I'm not putting all that on Don at all. He had great messages, but there was something else that I was missing. There was a, a, uh, I mean, starving, just spiritual. And I'll never forget, I'll leave here, get in the car, and I couldn't help but get on the radio. And I'm not going to promote any radio stations, but I did. I found two or three radio stations I really enjoyed, and I was getting fed. And, you know, and I thought, man, this isn't right. Coming to church, listening to, you know, okay, sermon, and not really being truly just just this this Bible being peeled like an onion. It wasn't. It was just, yeah, okay, you know, Jesus loves us. And we need to love each other. And that seemed to be the overarching theme. We just got to take care of each other and love each other and just love, love, love. God so loved us. God so loved the world. We need to love the world like God. But we're not going to talk about 
obedience, submission, God's wrath, God's justice. I'll leave that part out, right? And I'm not saying they did that entirely, but for me, I didn't observe that. I didn't pick up on that if they did. Um, And so I would, again, would leave. I would have to be, I needed something. There was something inside that just just ate and said, you you have a purpose. You have, uh, you have to be fed spiritually. And, and so um, I said, okay, well, we're f- looking for a new pastor. I was fired up. I was ready. I was like, yes, we're going to get somebody in here, and, and, and this guy is going to bring the message, and it's going to be real. It's going to be genuine, and it's going to help guide my path. Uh, uh, along, you know, obviously Christ is, is king. He's, he's first of all over all that. And uh, here comes his family, the Dew family. And everybody, every single person fell in love with his family. Every single person. I'm going to point that out. Everybody at the time was in love with his pastor and his family. And we were absolutely on fire. Man, did not hesitate to vote because when this man stepped up to the podium, to me, I was hearing something not new, but something that was real, something that wasn't full of filler. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. You know, stuff that wasn't, I'm, I'm going to tell you a bunch of funny jokes and stories, and Jesus loves you and died for you and your sins. Okay, amen. You know, it, he stepped up and was bringing it. I was like, yeah, man, this is what I've been missing. Um, and and I got to know their family, got to love their family, and then... They started attracting other families that started coming, and uh, of course, uh, the the whole uh, new idea that I have never heard of before was this thing called Calvinism. Am I allowed to say that? Can I can I bring this in? The the dirty c word. Yes, yeah. you can. I said it once. I'll let you say it again. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> so I was like, what? what? What is that? What are we talking about here? What is? And of course, families became, you know, upset. Some families became upset. And there's a whole idea. And I was like, what? And these new families were all on board with uh, Reformed theology. Um, and I, I had no idea. I was born and raised, you know, Southern Baptist and, you know, this uh, Armenian t- style of theology. And uh, I believed it wholeheartedly because that's what I was raised you know to believe and uh so i started hearing about this i was like what all right so at that moment and now i want you guys to listen if you're not if you've already turned off hold on just just, just listen to me if they've already turned <laughs> off they're not gonna hear you go hey hold on yeah. yeah let me interject before you keep yeah. going there are brothers and sisters on both aisles of this both sides of this both yes. sides of this coin right, arminianism yes. calvinism this is a secondary issue, not primary, right. uh, but it is a big piece in Chandler's life right. and what, we've, yes. what we're talking about. So right. yep. if you have, if you're angry, don't be, because if yes. you're in Christ, you are a brother or sister, whether you believe in election or not. Yes. Right. And it, uh, totally, 100%. And, and, I'll, and I want those out there who are listening um, that are on one side or the other, listen, please understand. My heart, uh, I love you, okay? Number one, I love you. Um, and I, I'm telling you what experience I went through, and by no means am I telling you you have to, you know, believe this and this and this. I'm, you know, uh, 
again, I love that this this church has been so open. We do have those things that. that you have to believe. You have to believe Christ well, died for yourself. Absolutely, the you have to believe Christ rose again. You have yes. to believe He's coming back. Yes. you don't have to believe in how election. Sal- right? How the salvation? We would became. love to have that conversation. Well, with we you. are. That's one and of we our enjoy having. Yeah, it's primary, primary secondary tertiary. Yeah. And, and and anyone that's out there who's already been like, nope, no, nope. Okay, just I want you to hear me out. Okay, just hear me out because I was you. I was you, okay? So when I've heard about this idea, I was like, man, what is this? So I researched it and come to find out a lot of my friends that were going to church here was that, you know, believed in, and, and they leaned in that theology, that side of theology. And I was like, what? What are you, huh? Like, what are you talking about? So I did some diving in. Um, I did. Uh, now, I, I think you should mention what you're diving in. Okay. So, right? yes. The word. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm getting there. I'm when getting we there. say research. Uh, yes, I'm getting there. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I made a, made a, a uh, at that moment, I turned in it and I definitely got on my knees and I prayed to God. I said, listen, you know, Holy Father, you know, Spirit, please do not let me lean on my, uh, uh, my traditions. Do not lean, do not, you know, do not leave me in something that you say is not real. You know, don't, don't leave me there. I want to know absolutely 100% truth. If it takes 30, 40 years, I have to have your truth. I'm not going to lean on this preacher over here. I'm not going to lean on this guy on YouTube. I'm not going to lean on, you know, on what this person says or my friends say or my, you know, my parents at the time. I want you, the word of God, to reveal to me the absolute truth. I, I don't want to pick sides. And, and let, me, let me tell you this, guys, just real quick. For those that are listening, I do not like titles. I don't like labels. Um, I can't stand it. And, and if anybody who's known me in the past, you know, I'm like, eh, Baptist, whatever, you know, Methodist, Baptist, you know, denominations. I've always just, I'm not saying I hated them. I just don't like being under a label. I don't. So... I, I like to be biblical. I like to be, you know, labeled under a child of God, which means a, a real Christian. Uh, I'm genuine. I'm real because I sin and I'm not perfect. But but hear me out. I thought, okay, what is this? I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this, and I need the Holy Spirit to guide me. I don't I don't want someone else's idea. I don't want a human, you know, person idea. I I have to have the absolute truth from the word of God and I've got to know by the Holy Spirit and helping me in this journey figuring out what is real what you know what is this um I I can definitely tell you guys I actually went into it with my presuppositions of I'm going to prove this wrong I'm going to look into this and prove this wrong but let me tell you what I have come across when I would watch debates when I would when I would try to find those people who were dead set against it, they kept bringing a lot of um, uh, what's the word, uh, you know, uh, their own logic, their own what they consider their own ideas. They they I didn't see a whole lot of scripture from them from that side, but on the the reformed side, the reformations, uh, it's like all they did was scripture. All they would do is bring out scripture and i was like okay okay but but i need i need the other side to come on bring i need i need more scripture because again i'm not going off of your 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 uh psychology or whatever you know i'm not going off of that I, I, that's that's you know i want bible i want 
the word to tell me. And, uh, you know, and again, I was looking for the other side to come on, bring it, but they wouldn't. Uh, they kept bringing little bits of scripture and then they're what they thought that said. And then the other side was just, okay, well, scripture interprets scripture. And guess what? I was introduced to the Old Testament, uh, like, like blew my mind how relevant the Old Testament is. <laughs> it blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute. The Old Testament, you know, it's kind of, kind of, I guess I was more kind of leaning in the dispensational area of, of, uh, you know, well, that was that, that period and God's done with that. And, and now we're in this period and this, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute, the Old Testament is the law and Jesus quotes the law. And it came to my, my attention that they didn't have the New Testament, you know, Luke, Peter, John, and Matt, all them didn't have the New Testament to go, you know, off of. They use the Old Testament all the time. Mm-hmm. So if it's relevant to them then, it's totally relevant to us. Anyway, like I said, I'll get off into a rabbit hole. Um, Chandler in a rabbit hole? Yeah, all right. Squirrel. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, guys, and, and again, if you're out there and you're just like, oh, can't, no, uh-uh, stop, stop. Just stop for a second. Just, just quit. And I want you to pray. I want you to, whatever you've been taught, your whole life, I don't care if you're 50, 60, 70 years old, whatever you've been taught, I want you to stop. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to uh, uh, a human pa- you know, pastor or your pastor you've known for 40, 50 years. Don't listen to YouTube people. Don't go, you know, and, and okay, this is my idea, and I'm going to back it up. Go to the Word of God. Interpret Scripture with Scripture. Okay. Give just uh, please if 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 anything, step out of your what you know your traditional world that you know in 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 religion whatever, and stop and truly seek, <clears throat> truly seek Jesus, seek the Holy Spirit, and if you are honest with yourself and be honest, if you honestly say, uh, you know, just you and God, you and God make a pact, say look. Holy Spirit, give me insight. Give me discernment. Give me wisdom. Because what did Jesus say? Well, you don't have because you didn't ask, right? I asked, and now I feel I have. Now I, I definitely have, and, and, and it's amazing. It's amazing. I have such a different world perspective that the gospel is not me-centered. <laughs> Whoops, I thought it was. <laughs> it is Christ-centered. And, and check this out, what I also learned. That uh, in, in the world of royalty and kingship, that Christ is king. Guys, he's not a genie in a bottle that you get to rub. And, yeah. hey, uh, uh, health and wealth, I want to, man, I feel sick. I'm going to rub this bottle and ask Jesus. Yeah. Christ is king. And that, that is something that has become such uh, refreshing to me that I don't have to be my own king and my own God. I don't have to do because Christ is king. And like it or not, he is. He yeah. is like it or not. If you, you know, if you don't like royalty things, sorry, Christ is God is King. Okay. Yeah. There's a so, reason it's called theology and not meology. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that was about 30 yeah. minutes of pure excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and you, you heard you us quiet, that, which we don't get okay, quiet. We don't get quiet. I'm boring you guys. So, so right. here's the thing, Chandler. <laughs> one of the reasons I really wanted to get you on the show, uh, here early in the show is that you did something, um, that we all need to be reminded to do. And you took your traditions and what you thought you knew and you questioned them. Yeah. Right. 
you honestly sat down and went, maybe I don't know what I think I know. And that's how we grow. That's how we learn. Mm-hmm. And and to watch, you know, I was here for half of that story that he gave, uh, right alongside Chandler. And, mm-hmm. and I've known him very well for, let's say over 10 years. It's been well over 10 years at this point and, and hanging out together and everything. And the change that I saw when he made that commitment and that decision to really find out truth for himself, the change that I saw in, in him was, I mean, it, it was like night and day. And now he's, he's on fire for the word of God all the time. And that has, that has absolutely changed I don't know what's going on over here. I'm looking this way. Steven, <laughs> Steven tickled Mason. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's just call it like it is. Yes. I'm not going to lie on this podcast. Hey, he <laughs> told me to try to keep him awake. Dude, that was also true. Because he, he worked last night. <laughs> he, so yeah, still our, our, our guy on night now, shift. Now we're, but now now we're I, you're pulling back the curtains a little bit. <laughs> I am, yes. Yeah. But just, just seeing that transformation happen um, and knowing that it was happening to me at the same time, um, Different reasons, different different stories, but we both had the same kind of, hey, I really need to dig in. I really need to do this for me because I need to know what I actually believe. Because yeah. this is something that, that we all, you know, fall into the trap of is we go to a church. We believe what that church says, but do we ever question what that church says? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and the current American church shows us people are not questioning what the church says because if they're doing it and they're questioning it out of the truth the word of God a lot of churches that are being extremely successful in the eyes of the world would not be successful at all because people would be standing up and going this is false yeah a lot of people that are pastors air quote pastors wouldn't be pastors they would not be in front of people saying anything they wouldn't have this in front of them period because they'd be removed one of the things I heard while you were talking, and you were talking about being starved spiritually, right? You said that there was a lot of preaching of love, mm-hmm. and that brought me back to a verse in uh, Romans twelve nine: Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. There's a lot of clinging to what is good, but there's not a lot of whoring of what is evil. Mm, nice, true, right? right so on. we need to hear the hard stuff. We need to hear the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. That's right, because that's love. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me tell you what one of the things the probably the thing that had set my mind, obviously the spirit brought this to my attention, uh, sovereignty. Okay, I know I know everybody comes to the believing faith, the biblical faith of, you know, kind of unfortunately it's titled uh, Reformation or whatever Reformed uh, theology. Uh, sovereignty is the thing that really made me. Uh, realize if if God is not sovereign, you can run with that whole idea that you're a neutral person and you can choose, am I going to do bad today or am I going to do good? Um, God is sovereign, and that means in everything. I've got tons of scripture, guys, that, and there's more out there, but, I mean, you can start with the Proverbs. You get 16, 1 through 4, uh uh, verse 16, 9, verse 16, 33, Proverbs 20, 24, Isaiah 45, 7 through 9, Isaiah 55. I mean, I can keep going. Limitations, Matthew, Acts, Romans, Ephesians. Uh, it's kind of like it Colossians. goes all the way through the Bible. Yeah, kind of. like yeah. you that Old it's Testament like, right? a little from bit. top to bottom there. Yeah, it's kind of like the sovereignty of God exists from Genesis 1-1 all the way through the end of Revelation. And that is what really 
set the the obviously Christ is the cornerstone. He's the foundation. But it's because of the sovereignty of God from the beginning of time uh, to 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 when it's all going to come full circle. Uh, it's his sovereignty. And if you're going to tell me, well, I, you know, yeah, God is. I, and I believe I, I always believe God is sovereign, but it was still up to me certain to a certain extent. And I'm like, no, uh, you know, I love the the uh, idea that you put a buzzard, uh, you know, if you have a buzzard and you put a, uh, like a week old carcass that's been in the sun rotting away or you you give it the option of a Caesar salad, fresh wonderful tasting Caesar salad. Which one is he going to choose, right? Why why is that? Because we are naturally we have these desires. Yeah. We are slaved to these desires yeah. and and where I'm going with this and his sovereignty is is because he chose me. He he says that no one is good, no not one. Romans 3:10 through 12. No one understands, no one seeks after God. Isaiah 6:46. 6, 6, Our righteousness is like filthy rags. You can all day say, "Well, I can earn cuz you know, his favor cuz I'm not Hitler. I'm I'm not this this murderer and liar and cheater and and I dare say, "Yeah, yeah, you are." Um uh, if anybody were to put your thoughts on a screen, you would all run away from each other. Um yeah. Because we are born in this this draw to this sin, to this awful desire. But God is so sovereign and good that he knew that in the year, I was 11, let's see, 11, 33, something years. I don't, I don't like math. I'm not going to do it. Um, but 30-something years ago. <laughs> and I'm sure not going to do it. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> he knew at that time that I will save Chandler Treadway, a sinner, a wretch, Someone who deserves to pay for his sin forever by the wrath of God because he is just, he is holy, and I am so nasty and terrible. But he still, by the grace, unmerited favor of God, he said, I've got you. And check this out. 30-something years from now, you're going to learn, and I'm going to blow your mind. And I... I never would have. If I was a Batman, I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm, hey, I, I took, you know, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm safe. I'm good. I don't have to go any further. Man, I am on a walk that I would never, I would never turn back from this. This is, I mean, his sovereignty. So again, his sovereignty is absolutely the reason I knew that God is in control. And so again, for all those that are fighting this idea, that all those out there, they're like, you know, checking the box saying, well, I know I've been saved because, you know, I've said the prayer. And, and uh, you know, let me ask you this. This is something else that was always brought to my mind. If, if I were to tell you, you know, that in heaven you're going to be praising Jesus, you're going to be on your knees at the feet of the Savior, does that make you happy? Does that make you crave heaven? Does that make you excited to be in heaven? Because if that doesn't, then I'm afraid you have, you have, you've drinking the Kool-Aid, drinking, <laughs> you've drunk the Kool-Aid, you've taken the pill that says, I don't want to suffer in hell, I want paradise. Well, my friend, I, I really want you to step back and really think about this, because in heaven, it's going to be worship the Son and the Father and the Spirit all day long. For how long? Eternity. Forever. Eternity. And if that bothers you, if that crawls under your skin, you 
absolutely right now, let me tell you, please repent. Please repent. Because God can change your heart. Mm -hmm. To not seek yourself and your pleasures. God can change your heart to seek him and his holiness. And you want to feel fulfilled? You have this, if you have this missing part of you that you just can't seem to, to grasp, you can't seem to feel, stop. Stop. Because I, I, hate God, I don't know if you guys know this, but I know the answer to all the world's problems. I have it. Hey, Wait, Joe what? Biden, will you call me? Yeah, I've got this. I, I meant to tell you this earlier. Breaking news. Um, breaking news right Why now. Why didn't you call me like you heard years ago when I was on the wrong path? Well, I know, I know, I know. But, but check this out. Um, get to America, <sighs> America, the world, check this out. I have the answer. You no longer have to be hiring people to figure out what are we going to do, how are we going to solve these things. I have the answer to death. I have the answer to your struggle, whatever it is, to world hunger, to wars and, and, and all these things. I have the answer. Are you ready? Here it is. Now, I want everybody to write this down because in the year 2022, Chandler Treadway has found the answer. The year of our Lord. Everything. 2020. To every issue and problem. It's Jesus Christ. Okay. We can wrap it up. That's right. No, well, it's time to pack it up and go home, boys. Well, before we do that, let's talk <laughs> briefly about something. Uh, Justin, you mentioned your traditions that we have to yeah. challenge. And, and right now, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but there is a huge movement right now of deconstructionist mm. people deconstructing their faith. Mm. And I, I, I could push back on that and challenge that. But I think lovingly, everyone needs to, that is caught up in traditions of this is how we've always done it at church, or these, this is the way I was always taught it at church. I think we need to deconstruct our traditions and build back up with a biblical framework. Yeah. Just like yeah. this is what happened yeah. with, with uh, Chandler and a lot of other people. And I'm with you, Chandler. I don't care nothing about labels, right? I just want to be biblical. I want to teach what the Bible says. And, and it's interesting you talk about how people were waving like a Calvinist flag. Well, this guy's a Calvinist, blah, blah, blah. That was two years nearly into me. No, how long was it? About a year when that really came out, before, it was at least yeah. a year before somebody before even people started, started putting two that. and two together and went, "Wait a minute, this is." And yeah. they only they only did that because some other folks from another church started coming. Yeah, sorry, that were uh, <laughs> labeled that at another church. Yeah, my bad. And got people thinking and That's and, your and, fault? and researching yeah. <laughs> it, but instead of researching the word, people will re and, and this is not just people here at this church, but uh, a lot of people will tend to mm -hmm. go to Google or YouTube or something like that and get a total jacked up version. Mm -hmm. of you know what these doctrines are or not even just that they'll go to people that they know mm -hmm. that have also have a bad interpretation whether it's a personal experience they had or uh whether it's like someone telling them like for instance if i hadn't known what if someone hadn't told me what calvinism was in a proper context if so, if the person who would have ended up telling me that would have told me, I would have had a jacked up view of it. Oh, I, would I found have, there's like, radicals on this side and yeah. there's radicals on that side. Yeah, yeah, like I'm pretty sure I would have had a lot of similar uh, mindsets as Courtney did, mm -hmm. uh, and because I've heard some of the things that she thought previously, and I was like, wow, I could have seen myself be there too. Oh yeah, at one point, and, and he's referring to to my wife who. And I was there with her at some point. We had a misconception of what a Calvinist was because we had always been told a certain thing. And then when we sat down and started looking at what they believed, these new people that were coming in that I, I hadn't 
I, I didn't understand what some of the big words they used were. When I started digging into what they meant, I was like, no, I believe that too. Well, that says that right there in the Bible. Well, they got that right out of there from that text. Well, that's what I believe. Honey, we're Calvinists. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's kind of what we did. It was kind of like, you know what? That sounds like a really well, good dang. title. Yeah. Honey, we're Calvinists. Yeah. Yeah. Honey, we're Calvinists. Yeah. I said Honey, so we're trying it, to hey, yeah. Is that going to be our next uh, yeah, that, launching that, pad that, in that the movies? Coming yeah. soon. Yeah. Yeah. Honey, we're Calvinists. <laughs> Theater near you. But that, you know, because we had, a, we, we had a skewed idea of what it what it was, and that, that wasn't what it was. And, mm-hmm. and then, now, granted, there, like you said, there's extremists on in every yep. case of everything that we talk about. But... Uh, it got us to challenge what we thought. Yeah. And I think that's where you're headed with this, you know. Yeah. If a pastor um, questions your faith, thank him for it. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad at him. I've been at this church for however long. Okay. You still need to ask yourself, do I believe what the text says? And the answer is yes. Incredible. We're so happy. But if it's not, and there's a chance that it's not, thank that man for questioning you. And he's gonna, it's going to drive you to do, it should drive you to do one thing, and that's get deeper into the Word and make sure you know that you know what you're talking about. And, and if you're where Chandler was 20 years ago and where I was, where you go, I believe it because that's what I've been taught my whole life, that's not an acceptable answer. Mm-hmm. So, it's really not. And we're talking about challenging your, um, your, oh, what's the word we keep using? Um, your traditions. Your, your traditions. For those of you who listened to the first episode know that I grew up Catholic, and the Catholic faith is heavily based off of church tradition. A lot of what they teach is based off church tradition. Um, the entirety of the Reformation, where Reformed theology eventually comes from, is challenged and started it in challenging the tradition of the Catholic Church. So the entirety of Protestantism, if you are a Protestant in general, it starts with challenging traditions. Mm-hmm. That is the whole basis of anything that Protestants believe as believers or as people. There are some out there that would say, I'm not a Protestant, I'm not a Calvinist, I'm not an Arminian, I'm, I'm a, a Baptist. Pro- I'm a Baptist. <laughs> well, <laughs> and you, you like a, church history. Yeah, if you yeah. take a deep dive into the Baptist denomination... It is rooted in Reformed theology. Absolutely. 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith. Uh, for some of those not, not there, you may be wondering, what am I hearing? What is all this Calvinism, Arminianism? Basically, I want to say this. The, the We talk about what does the Bible say a lot here. That's what we're concerned with at our church. That's what every believer should be concerned with. So one of the major points of quote-unquote Calvinism is the doctrine of election mm-hmm. and predestination. Um, that God chose some to be saved before the foundations of the world. And those people will be saved as the Holy Spirit will draw them to him. And there's others that would say that God looked down the corridor of time and he seed, he sees or he saw all that would choose him <laughs> and and by and by he's, seeing he's seed, seed. He's he's seed. Seed. He, he, he just invented a new word on this podcast he seed <laughs> that's that mississippi right there yeah, it is i, I hate wow. it i love it though i do hate it and love it at the same time but there's some that'll say he looked down the quarters of time and that he saw who was going to choose him therefore he elected them based off of their choice now we would say that god is all knowing mm-hmm. and if you believe that god is all knowing 
then you can't fully believe that God learned anything by looking down the corridors of time. Yeah. Therefore, he is Hashtag no longer sovereignty. God. Yeah. Yeah. We can't teach God so, anything. <laughs> uh, the Bible in Psalm uh, 135, I think, says our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. And that's that's a, that's something that we, we, we have to wrestle with because we live in our worldly bodies with our um, just this finite body and mind and, and time that we are in. And we wanted to reduce all of God down into ours. I think we talked about this briefly on one of our episodes, but but we have to understand that God is the creator of all things yeah. and that he can do whatever he wants to. Yeah. So if he wants to choose those that will be saved before the foundations of the world, he can do that. And we believe he did do that. And one of the scriptures that I will just point to, just to back up the point, and, and again, I, I didn't come into this church saying, you got to be a Calvinist because, Not again, yeah. we've already talked about this. There are brothers and sisters on both sides. Yes. I, I, I've had many, 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 many conversations with people. Some have stayed and been like, okay, God has brought them along and let them see through the Scriptures. Some have left. And can, I, can I point out real quick? Um, you guys never forced anything on me. You guys, some of y'all never knew where I was where I was the, theologically, you never, you never knew, and you never yeah. questioned, you never pushed that, and I appreciate that more than you know. Because yeah, yeah. really, all we did was for you, Chandler, and specifically, is answer questions and then yep. just challenge your challenge you to yeah. go back to the word again. That's right, and pushed you to yeah, find out for yourself. Yeah, yeah. challenge your traditions, yeah. deconstruct from your traditions, we and did. really build back up from a biblical framework. Um, yeah, we and it, any questions that were asked of us, we asked. But other than that, we preached the gospel. We That's preached right. the word yep. on Sundays and Wednesdays. We never had an agenda but to make God, you know, give him glory and to preach Christ and Christ cruci- crucified. Yep. So one of the one of the I see there's some Bibles flipping around some pages, <laughs> but but I've got a passage of scripture here that just for me, this is, is what sums it up when you talk about the doctrine of election, that God choosing before the foundations of the world, and somebody might say, Well, how can you say that? And I would just say Ephesians chapter one. Yes. Starting in verse 3, says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Christ according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he blessed us in the beloved. Amen. Amen. Says it all. That says uh, it all. Yeah, and then and then somebody says predestination. You got to have a view of predestination because it's in the Bible. Yep. That's right. And it's important, you know. In episode three, we uh, talked about the importance of taking verse by verse by verse by verse. If you're not doing that, there's a good chance you may skip over that part. Absolutely. Or intentionally, it's a, it's or intentionally skip that. it. Yeah. Like I because see, you don't want to tackle Jesus. it. And that's. I mean, exegesis, that, Chandler. A, that's a dangerous. We talk about a lot of dangerous games on this podcast. Yeah. That's a dangerous game when yeah. you're leaving out scripture and you're not taking yeah. everything. Right. Look all at scripture. Yes. All yeah. scripture. Yes. It's all scripture is, is breathed out breathed by God. Out. Yeah. They not part of it. Yeah. All of it. Um, yeah. You could skip over Romans nine. You've got Romans nine open right here. This is a big <laughs> heavy hitter. <laughs> Romans 8, too. I feel like yeah. Romans 8 and 9 will beat you down, and then yeah. Ephesians 3. It will build you back up. Yeah, well, it comes in with the KO. Like, yeah. he, this is this is it. That it, was the elbow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the elbow. The elbow from the top rope. Grounded pound going on right now. From one Randy Savage. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I can't imagine you overlooking these passages. I can't imagine you going, eh, I don't believe that, but I'm just going to overlook that and not even research that. I did it for years. It's hard. Well, just, I did it for years. Yeah, right, yeah. It's hard, so I don't want to deal with it, so I'll move yeah. on to something that sounds good. Let's, and, oh, whoa, what is that passage about love? Yeah, and that's exactly that. what pastors do. It's not, it's unfortunately, there's not enough pastors that are in pulpits today that are going through um, an expository look at scripture. They're going, well, here's a topic. Well, here's this, here's this. And if they do get to those passages, they basically just blow past them. If they, if they even look at Romans 8, 9, 8, 9 10, 11, 12, any of that stuff, they just blow right past it. They just ignore it or because take, it's take too, bits and pieces out. Take bits and make exactly. them fit whatever sermon that we're uh-huh. that we're preaching it. because it's too hard. And, and it, I do want to point out you you say that the, there's not a lot of pastors today doing that. I, this has been a problem since yeah. the church began. Yeah, it really has. Um, we're, we're to preach the whole counsel of God. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's right. and you know, so I, it's been a, a, an ongoing problem. And unfortunately, until Christ comes back, it's going to be yeah. a problem. Yeah, bad. Does, does that mean people in those churches are not Christians? Not necessarily. No, no. no. not necessarily at all. There are definitely a lot of Christians at I've, churches, but but if you're not, if you don't have a desire to get into the Word and feast on it, you really need to take a second look. Yeah, I've heard it said that a starving Christian will eat anything. Um, so if they don't know where to look. If they don't know where to go, they're just going to eat what's right in front of them. They go because the they're too busy farm. starving. <laughs> yeah, they go to the well, goat farm, well, they're too busy starving. They don't know where to go. They have no idea that there are other places. They just think this is where it is. Like every other place is like this. Um, if you're in a church that's not feeding you properly, there. Trust me, there are other churches out there that will feed you more than you can ever imagine. And, that and that's tough. Right back to yeah. what we were talking about earlier with Chandler, and you were just starved. Yeah. yeah. But here's something else that we haven't even talked about yet. It's a lot to just talk the talk. Yeah. Right? We're talking a lot of talk here. But this guy right here, he walks the walk. Because this yeah. is the same Chandler in episode one that I mentioned that kept bugging us, kept bugging my family. Mm-hmm. Bugging. You need to come yeah. to this church. You <laughs> need to come to this church. It's just the Bible. And just the Bible. He's bugging other families now. And now he's bugging other families. Because that's God for Chandler. But, yeah, I've yeah. never had the chance to just say thank you. Oh, man. Because you did exactly what you were called to do. You're discipling. I mean, mm. witnessing. I like how you're pointing up because it's not you. It yeah. was all that's God. right. Yeah, it was God yeah. through Chandler. That's, that's right. And that's yeah. That's one of the things I, I like. I will praise you for a little bit, Chandler. Is the fact that you always have that mentality that it's not about you. It's never been about you. It's God working through you and God using you as the tool to do the work. Yeah. Well, that's, right. that's the thing. People have got to shift their focus mm-hmm. from I am so valuable because God loved me. He picked mm-hmm. me to. What in why, why? You know, one I of the questions. One yeah, of the questions yeah. I've, I've, I love uh, when I would listen to a lot of these uh, people that I was learning and learning from was, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? And it's like that is so not the question. <laughs> because it's, there are no good. Why does exactly? Why <laughs> did God no good people? Why did God give grace to a world that was decaying? That is yeah. that like like I, I compare us to zombies. Two zombies that you're walking, talking dead. <laughs> and no, we had the zombie talk. Yeah, zombies. Before but, we came on yeah, air, we yeah. had yeah. <laughs> so second zombie conversation of the now, day. Now I, uh, I do have to point out my theology is is still slight different from these gentlemen that uh, I don't believe 
that you have to have a beer to be saved. So, um, <laughs> oh, we don't believe that. Go tea. I know you don't believe that. <laughs> Go tea only? <laughs> yeah, just gold tea only. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm Ma- just joking. Mason, you're ahead of everybody there. Hey, if I grew a beard, I would look Amish. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, that, it does not grow on the cheeks, and it only is down here. A squirrel moment. You but try. Let, there's nothing wrong with that, Jebediah. Yeah, Why don't you go ahead? <laughs> let me let me uh, let me give you guys a little bit of a testimony of an experience I had when I many 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 years ago went to a youth conference with my youth, and man was on fire. Heard this, heard the word, all this. You know, of course, again, they love to build you up with this emotional high, and you're just like, yeah, this is so awesome. I came back the next day at work. And where I worked at the time, there should have been a ton of people back in the back of the building where I was at. And I was a, uh, I was a customer service rep. And I'm back there. And I'm, I'm, for some reason, I'm alone. There's nobody else back here. And in walks a customer. And this dude was screaming um, rebellion. Like, long, okay, not saying long hair, you know what I'm saying. But you, you, just the way he, he carried himself, what he dressed, how he presented himself, you know, if uh, – if you walk like a duck, talk like a duck, you're probably a cow. But uh, <laughs> uh, but but this guy walks in screaming that I'm lost, and I, I I'm not I'm not okay. I understand. I I don't judge. I'm not supposed to judge if you're saved or not. All right. But this guy walks in. Here I am supposed to be on fire for God, and this guy sits down, and we go over his bill and stuff. And God is man pushing me. Talk to him. Pushing me. Talk to him. I'm like. Eh. When 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 the opportunity you know shows itself, I'll I'll talk to him. Push. There is nobody else back here. It's just you and him. God gave you something last night. He put you on fire. Here you are in front of this guy, and your job is to witness to this guy. And I was like, mm, nah, not today. That dude got up when we were finished, walked straight out that door. Y'all, I felt like I got hit by a semi truck. Shame on me. There was an opportunity I should have shared the gospel. But guess what? Guess how much of the gospel I truly understood how to present. I, I, I didn't. And so we'll fast forward now to I am now the, the you know, I'm, I'm teaching the youth here. And I have made a solemn vow to always teach gospel. It's everything is gospel. Shame on me. I don't want any of my youth ever been in that situation where they don't they are not comfortable on sharing the gospel because they're scared they don't really fully understand it or know how to articulate it shame on me for letting that go and here's the thing the gospel is not a difficult doctrine it's you don't have to be a theologian a doc you know a, a professor and doctor you don't it is so simple that a four-year-old could say it and shame on me and so from here on, this youth, they're going to know the gospel inside and out. They're going to learn how to articulate it. They're, they're going to have this the whole idea that our church, and if you're out there looking for a church, listen, it's gospel-centered. It's not you-centered. It's not me-centered. It's not pastor-centered. It is gospel-centered. And that's one thing I want to say. I want to appreciate, show my appreciation uh, to the Dew family, especially Stephen. This man, every sermon ends with the gospel. Shame on you pastors out there who don't. I'm just going to call you out. Shame on you. And shame on me for not giving that gentleman that gospel that day. But this man right here has stood on the word and never faulted off of it. He's never compromised. You know what I'm saying? And at the end, it was 
every sermon, gospel, 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 because that is what it's about at the end of the day. Amen. So let's say this before we wrap up. Uh, is there somebody, again, maybe thinking, well, if, if God is chosen, who's going to be saved? Why preach the gospel? Why does yeah. it matter? Well, first of all, let me say this. If you're including the doctrine of election in your gospel presentations, stop it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Repent yes. and don't do it again. <laughs> That's a secondary issue. Right. And, uh, Joe, you were going to say something. Why preach the gospel? We are called to do so. I would say a stronger word. We are commissioned. Called. We commanded. are commissioned and commanded. commanded to do so. And we don't we don't know who those are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Charles Spurgeon they said They don't have it. t-shirts. I was about to say, I was about to Charles Spurgeon yeah. said it best. If he ha- if uh, all the all the elect had yellow stripes on their back, he would be he would have ran around England lifting people or wherever he was lifting people's shirts up trying to find the yellow stripes. He would that's what he he done every, all day every day. As soon as he found a yellow stripe, share the gospel with them. Boom. Done. But we don't. Yeah. The elect do not have a moniker, a way to tell. So guess what? You got to share with everybody. Yep. Yeah. And that that leads to, from and we'll we'll definitely have more podcasts on this subject. But sharing the gospel does not rely on that person believing me. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I think it does. I'm not sharing the gospel correctly. Right. Yeah, I'm right. not preaching the right gospel yeah. because sharing the gospel relies on God changing their heart. Yeah. All I've got to do is present the gospel, mm-hmm. and if they accept it, that's great. That's a brother or sister. If they accept it tomorrow, that's great. If they accept it 10 years from then, that's great. But it had nothing to do with me. No. Yeah. All I had, all I was commanded to do was share it. Mm-hmm. And if... And if they reject the gospel, they are not rejecting you. They are rejecting, they're rejecting God. God. Oh, that's yeah. right. And that's a, a big reason a lot of people don't like to share yeah, the gospel. Because they don't want to be rejected. They're, 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 not that they don't like to. People are afraid to share the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they think, yeah. oh, well, the next person will get them. Or maybe this person's going to talk to him. I don't have to do there that. may not yeah. be a next person. There's complacency and, and pride mm-hmm. that keeps us. Again, it goes back to we think it's got something to do with us. We are merely, you know. Uh, the the vessel carrying that message the the messenger of that uh, but as you said Justin it's it's God who changes their heart and we don't know when or if that's going to happen so we in obedience share the gospel and we do get you know I, I'm one of the, I'll be one of the first to say hey there are times where I'm just like wow this is really difficult to talk to this person, you know, but it's ultimately important. And we have to love people enough to share with them the greatest message ever. And if we are not sharing that message, are we loving them? That's right. You know, can can I read one? Yeah. One scripture real fast. Thank you. Um, Start in Genesis 1 and end in Revelation. <laughs> <laughs> so something that uh, I come across that was very eye-opening. Uh, testimony is very important, okay? Your testimony is important. But I want you to understand something. Um, testimony is, is okay, but it's the gospel that saves, not your testimony. And let me explain. There are a lot of Buddhists. There are a lot of, uh, you know, you think in World War II, the Japanese kamikazes. They believed in something. They had an experience in something. And, yes, I, I, I saw this lesson from this gentleman that brought this to me. And so I'm going to read in Second Peter uh, 
116. And uh, so it says, For we did, we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Hold on to eyewitnesses. All right. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, uh, and the voice was borne to him by the majest, majestic glory, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven. We were with him on that holy mountain. And we have the prophetic word. All right. So we're talking eyewitnesses and now we're talking prophecy. We have the prophetic word more fully confirmed to which you will do well to pay attention. Hey, out there, saved or unsaved, pay attention. Um. And uh, as, a, as to a lamp shining in the dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation for no prophecy has ever produced, has ever been produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Everybody listen. Don't listen as much to people's testimony about experiences. The word of God says it's prophecy. That's where the Old Testament and New Testament come in. Prophecy hundreds and hundreds of years before Christ even touched the, 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 the earth's surface. Uh, prophesied how and when and, and, uh, or how everything was going to take place. So we can trust the word of God in its prophecy. And check this out, eyewitnesses. There were tons and tons of eyewitnesses. This is what I've told my youth. If this wasn't real, if this Bible could have been proven false, it would have been done thousands of years ago. There would be no such thing as religion. We would all be killed or be killed. It would be, you know, fee, you know uh, uh, survival of the fittest. There would be no idea of a religion or a God. God has existed forever. And because man suppresses it, they create their own religion their own gods but here i'm telling you we can trust god we can trust his word because there were eyewitnesses there were a ton of people who saw christ die and raise again from the grave and that is so important and it was told to us years hundreds and hundreds of years before it happened so yeah i can tell you my my testimony but i'm telling you that it's because of the prophecy of god and the fact that he did it he walked the walk you want to talk about somebody who did. He said, three days I will, I will rebuild this temple. Man, he did. He came out of that grave. Ladies and gentlemen, the grave is empty. Christ is seated at the right hand of God right now. Like it or not, he is king. And we have, we have we, this is where we choose. <laughs> this is where we choose. You can suppress it and say no. Or right now, you can repent. And say, I'm tired of living this life with not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, with this emptiness. Stop. Stop. Get into the word. Come here. Come to this church. We will love on you. We will show you the truth. And we can trust it. All right. That's it. Boy, I think Grand Peepaw just dropped the mic on that one. Absolutely. Grand Peepaw. <laughs> that's a good way to close this one out. So as we close, everyone, the oldest repent here, and believe. Way. Repent. And believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. You think our guests should pray us out? Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's pray. 
Holy Father, Lord, thank you so much. Lord, I give you, I give you thanks because uh, it's, it's still overwhelming. It's mind-blowing, Lord, the, the love and the grace that you have showed us. Father God, please, please let this message go out to anyone who's out there doubting, anyone who's out there seeking. Uh, Father, for those who are stuck to their traditions, let them seek you and you alone. Lord, let, let, even if it's not this church, Father, let them find you in a church that is a Bible, biblical loving church. And God, love on them, Lord. And I just thank you for these gentlemen. I thank you for the path that you have set because you're sovereign. You open the doors, you close the doors. Lord, you have guided my path. You have ordained my steps, as the word has said. And this, you do the same for everybody else. And Father God, I just thank you for that. And I pray for a revival. God, we are in, and we are in the, the season of division and revelation at the same time. Father, you are revealing to us those who are real and those who are pretenders. And Father, I pray for those who are pretending, stop. Stop and look at your word and, and search. Father, I just pray for your, your spirit to convict everyone who can listen to this, Lord. It's not about Chandler Treadway. It's not about South Caraway. This is all about Christ who is king. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.